right. Uh, C. Why do you have triple E's on on the C? Is there like a story to that? Not really. <laughs> What's your name? I just wanted to. No, my name is Celine. Then C is just a nickname. The spelling was my creative take on it. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Be Conversations by Ordinary People podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, you are like what? The millionth creative, but okay, we have not yet reached a million. But <laughs> also, like the what number of female? Say forty-two in mm. total. Okay. Around, around, around there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like your music. Go ahead and JC introduce me to your music. Then I also saw you perform at Jameson Hangout. Okay. Did the thing with Apus like that? Yeah, and now you're here on the podcast because that's what I do. I invite people I am interested in talking to, and I also feel like the rest of the world would love listening to what they have to say from their perspective to life. Okay. Now I asked if you liked Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And you said yes. Mm-hmm. What's that one thing you think? What do you think makes his art special? Okay, let me turn off those notifications. That's okay. Um... I like that he is very unapologetic and hard to categorize. It's hard to put him in a book. Like, He's very unapologetic. I feel like his 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 pace, uh, and I'm going to like bring this back to you, like why you are doing your music. Okay. I just feel Kendrick. Kendrick is special, right? From how he decides, of course, the wordplay and how he organizes his message. He's trying to like fight for some cause, so that's beautiful. He's using his space for that, uh, while being genius at it, right? Yeah. The way he's putting up the lines and how that makes sense. But then there's like cause and purpose. You 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 see why he's doing his music. Mm-hmm. You see that he's trying to use his space to make change people's lives right yeah. through speaking to them and uh, being very very because he's very vulnerable on there he's speaking about mostly his personal experiences mm-hmm. so for you and your music mm-hmm. yeah um why are you singing i like singing yeah there's it's, there's no deep <laughs> attachment to it you just sing. Yeah, I sing because I like singing. If I, if it wasn't for me liking it, I wouldn't be singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't believe in doing something that you don't, you're not into. So the passion for you doing it because it's passion for mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, that's interesting. How is your process like? How is your, how do you come up with a song? Um, I come up with the melodies first. They come to me quicker than I fill fill them in with words as I go. Find a general vibe that the song gives me, and that that guides the direction of the songwriting. You sing a lot about love. I have been going through your music today, and all of it is about love, emotions. <laughs> yeah. What about your emotions? Do you understand your emotions? I try to, yeah. The songs sometimes are me processing certain emotions I have. I love love. I love singing about love. I love being in love. So even the drama that comes from from all of it, the honeymoon phases, the sour patches, all those, all those periods mean something to me. I take them very seriously. So that's why I write about them. So you experience, are these like, are the lyrics your personal experiences? No. Are, are they just fantasies and imaginations? Um, honestly, a bit of both. It's a mixture of so many things. My experiences, those around me, and sort of like scenarios that I create from my experiences, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be directly related to an incident that happened, but it could be a feeling that I felt before. Yeah. 
basically. Then you just put it out in music. Yeah. So in like a melody you've created previously, these experiences like come back to you as like flashbacks. Then you like fit them into a melody, then go to like a producer and see if they can make a beat that is it how that is. I wouldn't say flashbacks. Like dreams? It's more like a feeling. It's you just feel something. It's hard to put in words. It's abstract. But it's like a feeling and the melodies capture those feelings. So if I find a melody that captures the feeling that I'm going for, I know it will make anyone who listens to it feel that way. Like emotion, the point was the feeling. And not necessarily all the words that I'm saying, but the melodies, how do they make you feel along with the words? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on like an international scale or even just here in Uganda, who inspires your music? Who do you look up to and you're like, okay, I want this type of direction, maybe for my music videos, I want what they're doing with their art or for the wordplay. I don't know. I don't know if that matters to you because you're just singing about emotions. Mm. Uh, yeah. But who you, like who has that blueprint you're trying to follow? No one. <laughs> um, the route that I'm taking is very unique and a lot of it. It's actually pretty hard because I'm trying to take a unique route. Although they are, I do have inspirations here and there, but nothing solid like I want it from start to end. Yeah. So I have people that have inspired me along the way, like Rihanna. A lot of the earlier R&B sound, pop sound, I was very much an, a trace kid, uh, you know? MTV kid, so a lot of that sound got to me too. Mm, I won't lie, most of it is international. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's what you're trying to sing like. Yeah. yeah, and it's just recently that I just um, started really discovering more about Ugandan sound, like fully diving into it. Because I did know a few songs here and there, but I never really, I guess, invested in fully understanding it because there was so much there's always so much music so it's like you're trying to just you know find your sound as you're listening to what's around you so yeah essentially sorry i forgot the question <laughs> i forgot the question who inspires the music yes um many whoever right. i've listened to inspires me in some shape or form whether it's in their confidence or in how bright the visuals are or the storytelling or it's very nuanced. I feel like that's a very hard question to answer, but for the most part, there's no blueprint that I'm following. But it makes sense. I watched a video of yours where you are half naked and mm. it, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like Rihanna's stay, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think about Rihanna's status as a culture icon? Because clearly, uh, the, the scene I watched and, and one of my friends just called me to the screen to like me. watch it. The, the stay scene played in my head right there. Like, this is what we eat. And mm -hmm. it feels like she was creating that now that you also mentioned that she mm -hmm. people that inspires you so it makes sense. So what do you think about Rihanna? I mean, she's awesome. What, <laughs> what's there to say? She's amazing and such a revolutionary human being, the things she's been able to do with her platform, with her music, with her brand, in life, like... Like, how do you feel I her music that. and her whole art has inspired the soul and R&B music group? I like think... Like, in your perspective, yeah. For me, I think Rihanna bought that, brought that um, edginess. I feel like before it was very like, oh, you're a delicate girl, things are so delicate, but you can be delicate and edgy, should be vulnerable and edgy, like, you know, still kind of add that extra oomph to it that wasn't there before, I feel like. So I like her, even the unapologeticness, essentially just the boldness. I like bold people, people that are just, you know, themselves regardless of how it's taken mm -hmm. yeah okay now moving on to you what do you consider important in life hmm that's many things <laughs> peace of mind 
love. Like this, Rusted. like to you, like in, in, in case you're like a god for some time, mm. what type of world would you help create? Um, a loving one, honestly. I feel like one that encourages togetherness. I feel like I feel like right now we're really in a very individualistic state and it's to each his own. Which I mean works in some cases, but I feel like all round for as a collective, it doesn't really help us. Mm. So that's something I'd look at. I'd look into world peace, you know those things. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like those are things that would bring bring people together and make us advance as a species. Do you feel like your music is going to bring people together at some point? Like, is is that like the purpose you've not yet realized? Like the love thing going on. Uh, so, so, so you connect, like, see how Mose Radio was doing it, right? Were you a fan? Mm. Yeah? Yes, I was. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, so his music, right? The way I feel about it is the way some chicken P4 feels about it, like, True. in that same spirit, right? Like, it gives you the, the butterflies, that whole feeling. And I feel like that's... That's legendary. Like at when you listen to the song, when you're in a bar, or oh, the 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 beat in your team. Yeah. Still feel happy. <laughs> you relate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's. It's not even specific to my music. If you do music in general, mm-hmm. if you do any. Anything that requires other people to appreciate and acknowledge, then for 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 sure it's gonna put them together. Yeah. Um, music, arts, all those things. I feel like anything that has an audience or requires an audience brings people together because if it's one or more people, then there you are. Yeah. So what are some of those challenges you're facing as a soul and R&B artist? Like mm. Broadly, right? Like, uh, is it people relating to that kind of music? Is it because there's so many of you doing that kind of music and... Yeah, like I want to know from you. Um, I feel like it's people doing that kind of music has never been a problem because there'll always be, you can never be in a genre alone, mm-hmm. or you know. So I feel like that's forever going to be a situation. So that's not really a problem. I think the tricky part, I would say specifically in Uganda. Mm-hmm. You know, Ugandans have this mentality that it kind of has to be, I wouldn't say all, but most, that it has to be a dance type song, something groovy, something you can, you know, shake to, dance to. And it's tricky because the same Ugandans will be listening to Sam Smith or like Adele or, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like old Sam Smith, but essentially like very slow songs and very soulful songs. But because they're not from here, it's like it's easier for them to kind of digest that music. So it's an interesting thing I discovered here. It's an interesting thing I discovered here. And um, yeah, I guess. Do you feel, I feel like that's a case of going for the extreme best, right? Like if you are trying to sing like Beyonce, why should I listen to you yet I can just go and listen to Beyonce? No one is trying to sing like Beyonce. Am I trying to sing? Do you think I'm trying to sing like Beyonce? No, I'm saying, I mean, you, Rihanna, like uh, Joshua Baraka, Mike Mongo, mm. Dollar Gang, and I manage Dollar Gang myself. So, Kohen JC, say Isabel UG, yeah, all this new wave sound that I like, mm. right? But, like, there's, there's so much that comes into play there the production, mm. the, how the beats is, how, how you really, really how you fit into the beat with with your melodies and all that. Mm. So, but the question then there is if I can't get that in a perfect way from like a Jason Derulo, mm. why would I listen to Kehan JC? Essentially, I feel like they have different Because you're stories. trying to sing the same sound. I see what you mean. Yeah. But I feel like if you're a curious person, then that's something that would pique your interest. Because, yes, you've heard Jason Derulo, but he's an American, an African-American with an African-American experience. Hearing an African with an African experience singing a song that's a genre that's not even predominantly theirs 
back yeah, home then is interesting. That goes to the message. Do you feel like you have different message or you are going to... You, you watch Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. You, your perspective to life is informed by Netflix, Showmax, and Apple TV, mm. and most of this, most of these are studios that design their concepts from the Western world. That's right? true. Mm-hmm. So, are you really going to sing about the culture deep down into like the, the diversity of that? Like, when I listen to you, will I get new information, or am I just going to get? the same information Rihanna is talking about in just your African setting with your African producer. So yeah. as long as it's my experience, it's new information. I don't think me and Rihanna have the same experiences. So I don't think we'd be singing about the same things in general. So I feel like every artist is their own individual, regardless of the genre. A genre doesn't really narrow someone down yeah. to... Because even saying r and B, I I wouldn't really fully say I'm a full-on R&B artist. Because if you listen to R&B, there's a different sound. There's different sub-genres and yeah. all these levels of details within the genre that go beyond just saying, oh, yeah, this is R&B, this is R&B. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? So I feel like if you have that curiosity for art and that appreciation for sound and music or storytelling or melodies, I feel like it's a no-brainer to just like listen to whatever is out there and be open-minded to what's brought to you, What's especially people that come from where you come from, because it's like, why should we all sound the same here too either? Like, why should we all have one genre? To begin with, I feel like there's all types of sounds. Music is so, art in general is so broad. And to try and box it in or define it or even give it a meaning is very subjective. It's everyone's, it's an experience. If that's your experience, it's not going to be the next person's or the one after that. So you can't really generalize such... um, Expectations or statements, I feel like. Okay. Just okay. You will see what have you learned from listening to music from say from Nigeria and from uh the USA? What have you learned in general that you'd love to share to another creative, right? That mm. like what what do you pick from listen to the music that side? Mm. Yeah. Um so in I guess essentially repeat your question, sorry. What 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 have you learned from all the music you've listened to, from all the external music you've listened to? What have I learned? Yeah. What would you say you've learned from listening to music? From just listening to it. Besides just that you... how to Yeah. How to free your mind, I guess. Essentially with Afrobeats, the reason I really like Afrobeats and just the African music in general, even I'm a piano, whatever, I feel like they kind of free their minds. The type of melodies they come up with and the type of, even the things they talk about, the way they say what they're talking about, all of it just seems very, very limitless. Like it comes from a limitless source. And I feel like it just represents a free mind, like a free open mind that just plucks out melodies that are from out of this world. And that's how I feel about African music in general. Western music, I feel like um, with Western music, it has taught me more about the storytelling. I appreciate how they're able to make something cohesive, like a cohesive plot. You know, like essentially from beginning to middle to end, it's something that is a storyline and you understand this is about this or that and this is how it felt. Something cohesive. I'm very into storylines. Although with Afrobeats, it's not always tied to, specifically Afrobeats, Mm -hmm. let me say, it's not always tied to um, storylines. It could just be a vibe or just a mood. And that's why I mean like it's really free your mind. But the other side that's more like structured in terms of like story writing, uh, songwriting, sorry, and storytelling. So yeah. So what's your hope for the future of sound here? Do you feel like we deserve a unique sound as Ugandans? Hmm. 
I know like the FOMO is definitely real because Nigerians have their own sound and, and South Africans. I can understand the need for identity. right? Yeah. Like just wanting to have your own thing, but I feel like that's limiting to, to want to like create this Ugandan sound. I think it's something that's effortless. Like it's just supposed to occur. You know, I don't think it's something you really have to be very intentional about, at least if you're being authentic. So what I would say for the Ugandan industry is to be open-minded because it's it's from open-mindedness that you get to hear all these different sounds. If you're limited to one sound and you said, you know what, it's either this or nothing, then that's it. That's all you have to offer and listen to and give. But if you leave it open and understand that, you know what, this could go anywhere. It's because we don't, this Ugandan sound, we don't know what that would sound like truly. Yeah. So having. They had, they had brought up something like Baxraga. I don't know if you know it. But mm. Yeah. I remember Azizu's young tried to like say something like that. Then I came out to like oppose him. But I don't remember the whole story, but mm. it's along those lines. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Mm. Like these, you feel like we should all just float and we're all talented in all aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Like guys should just get out all there. But maybe in terms of marketing, maybe that's exactly why we are not producing as mm. many superstars as mm. those other guys who have decided to identify themselves mm. are doing. Don't you think? Sorry, repeat. repeat. Like, don't you feel like because of lack of identity, mm. this is why we don't go that much far. Like, because then the competition is so big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for you to get that much far, you have to, uh, now say, for example, you you have to really beat, yeah, you, you're you competing directly with Rihanna and Beyonce and <laughs> because of what you're doing, right? Yeah. So that's your competition. That's the same stage you are. And it's going to be hard for To penetrate that competition is going to be really, really hard from all aspects, the marketing, the money, just the experience, the time. So that sort of thing of um, what you sing is really dope mm-hmm. and we're in love with it. Mm-hmm. But then it's these, we're looking for that uniqueness that then would be the go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can only speak from my personal experience. And that's why you're on the podcast, really. And personally, I um I don't look at music as a competition. I don't I understand this is a business. I understand there is the music business and money is to be made. But in terms of competing, I don't see it that way. And especially to even if anything, now let me let me put it like this. Like um in Nigeria right now, let's say Afrobeats are popping, right? Someone like Thames, she doesn't do Afrobeats. Her sound is not Afrobeats. There is literally who has a sound like Thames? If you could say she sounds like so and so. And yet somehow in what a year or two of her coming out, she's on what stages now and dealing with who as a Nigerian girl born and raised in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. If they had tried to tell her she does not sound Nigerian or that this is not Afrobeats or that whatever, yeah. she would not be in the position she is right now. But she kind of just approached it with her own flavor however different that sounded, and that became the standard. It's Thames. Is this the same direction you're taking? I've so, been to listen to your music. Yes, you just want to give it your own flavor with how you're singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would notice that that's C on that song, mm-hmm. even if I didn't know that. Exactly. Thing. And I feel like for me that's more, that feeds more into longevity. Mm-hmm than playing a rat race. You know, if I'm here playing a rat race, it means you have to pay attention to trends and this and that, and these things come and go. Mm-hmm. But 
sound, someone's sound and someone's, um, the experience someone gives you with their music stays forever. It, it's, it's what holds your memories. You're literally thinking about, when I think about, let me say, um, even Rihanna, let's say, when I think about her songs, I'm thinking about the way they made me feel. I'm thinking about how different she sounded. Rihanna was among the few women with like that type of sound in her yeah. day. Yeah. She yeah. was the rebellious one. Yeah. Back then, everyone else was doing something else. And it's just now in hindsight that we're like, oh yeah, Rihanna, you get. Mm -hmm. But for a minute there, people kind of didn't understand what her angle was. You get. Yeah. And I feel like that happens a lot, a lot of the times. People rush to like, where do you fit? What's your plan? And it's like, this is a journey. It's an art and it's just an experience for both parties, the musician and the people listening to the music. So it's just, if you're truly a fan, it's something of support. That's it. You know, it, you don't really even have to understand. This is why I like people who have fan bases that don't really, they're not trying to understand each and everything you're doing. Tell, explain yourself. Why are you doing this? How, you know, just support and trust that this person is guiding you through an experience that even them, they are cherishing. Yeah. So then that, that's what makes it last longer and makes it even sink deeper and make it generational and all these things. So, yeah, I feel like my approach to music is not really from an angle of like, oh, I'm competing to be the best or the the sound of Uganda. Oh, how do I make sense to Uganda? It's like I'm existing. I'm a Ugandan. Experimented. And this is my experience. And this is how... I am sharing my experience with you as a Ugandan girl mm -hmm. in this world. That's literally where I come from with my music. Do you feel like this is you doing your music is also like your purpose with life? Of course. I feel like whatever you have a passion for is your purpose. Whatever you're drawn to. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like that. I feel like. No. I, you don't feel like that? Yeah, like, uh, not what you're drawn to mm. or you have a passion for. Mm. I don't really have a passion for, I didn't have a passion for film, but I ended up having to run a studio. So I had to, like, develop such skills and mm -hmm. keep feeding into them. Then I have to do it. Uh, it's not entirely for survival because I make money elsewhere, but it's it's what I have to do, right? It's, it's how, it's, 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 it's like what makes me feel alive that's passion okay i, I, I don't think like it, it, it makes me feel alive because i have to do it like i'll probably be somewhere skating right mm. or spending my days in a strip club when i'm free but mm. that's not vibe enough i would this is something i can't it's do. what you're drawn to like that's I feel like you're kind of just going around the bush with it. <laughs> it might not have started that way. And most times people think purpose is something that's like written on in your palm or something. And like you see it and you know this is what it is for life. No, you can literally fall in and out of passion for certain things. It happens. But the fact that you're drawn to it at any phase in life, it makes it your purpose. And I feel like... We also tend to think purpose has to be one thing, thing okay. and one grandiose. No, purpose is just something to live for. Yeah, because I feel what like... What do you live if, for? If, what if makes make, you want to be alive? If I make the amount of money I need to have, mm. say in the next five years, mm. I'll, I'll be in position to drop everything else I'm doing to become like a skateboarder, right? If that's what you want, you can. Yeah, like, yeah, that's all I want. But then yeah. I don't just achieve that because then life has to play in, in some way. Mm. And purpose doesn't also mean that it's something that you should be doing like today, tomorrow, and the day after that. It's just identifying what it is that feeds you and working towards that. That's it. Mm -hmm. right. Like there's different stages of your journey and that purpose will be there at the beginning, the end, the middle. Either way, it's the same umbrella does that make sense yeah. sense yeah. so essentially like i feel like people just put too much pressure on themselves for this purpose thing it's just really what do you live for what do you and also after you find out what you live for you now find out how can this help those around me 
that's the extra step within the purpose. But otherwise, just even just figuring out the baseline of, do you know what, what can I wake up for every morning? What should get me out of bed? What can make put a smile on my face, make me appreciate life? That's purpose. Great. I agree. Totally, yeah. totally. Now, seeing as you sing a lot about love, mm. are, is it some sort of guilt? How can I put it? How can I, how, how do they say it? You see like how rich guys do charity because they, they have this guilt on them for exploiting a lot of people, right? What's your experience with, with, <laughs> with like loss? Yeah, a lot of them do it. Like they have to give up in jacks because of all the bullshit they have kept doing. Like mm. it will help them feel alive. It's like smoking weed, really. Mm. Like to get over something, right? When mm. you when you get that short term memory loss, or feel like, okay, that happened. Mm. Let me get this high and just live with it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you train your mind to do it. Like, I feel like that's what they do with a charity. Okay. Like, let me give back a billion of chunks of money mm. so that I try and make my mind forget the fact that I've stolen a billion of chunks of money mm. from <laughs> uh-huh. mm. Right? I feel like a lot of people that sing about love also mm. have an experience of maybe loss and adversity and maybe resilience to some shit. Mm. So, yeah, what are your experiences with that, with love and resilience? And how do you handle adversity in general? And how are you coping if you're dealing with stuff? You may have to ask me one, but <laughs> um, so first one. What's your experience with love? Um, and resilience. That's the question. Honestly, love is interesting. Online. I, I got pretty curious in love. I mean at a healthy healthy age. <laughs> the teenage when I was a teenager, and I feel like I tend to feel things very deeply. And very quickly, I realized that I love immensely. Like, essentially, that's just um, how my approach to to love, like to a loved one, especially like if we're in a relationship or something. So I'm more, I'm very affectionate. I'm very forward with my, with the way I love. And it's because of that, Everything that happens is like a moment for me. And that's how I write my music. I write it based on how intense I used to feel in these moments, whether it's a confusion, anger, lust, uh, honeymoon phase, I'm over it, whatever it is, it's it's very intense for me. And I feel like that's it's that experience of intensity that has pushed me to continuously write about love because... It's such an intense experience being the roller coaster of it all. Mm-hmm. Like even with the exes and the you know, it's just all of it has been a roller coaster and it's a story. These are stories that, you know, stay with you. Yeah. So at least they stay with me. So it's like something that um yeah, I feel deeply about and I can write about easily. Loss. Uh loss. I mean we've all we've all lost someone. I don't know what sense you mean, like lost love or lost love. Uh, loss passion for something and um, everything like depression but I don't want to go like deep into the deep yeah. shit, but like loss how do you yes. handle loss and resume how do I it's handle not going away. Yeah. I tend to isolate to just kind of get my thoughts together I like having me time I get more introverted for sure I get introverted I get very spiritual in terms of like meditation um, the things I read, what I'm listening to, like it just becomes more of like some type of self-care package that I, I do for myself that just does not involve anyone until I feel up to it, then slowly integrate back into society. <laughs> but yeah, essentially I tend to like to figure it out on my own, then get back to the business. Okay, with the love bit, you answered that that maybe explains and also shapes some bit of your music. Yeah. And does this, is it the same with loss as well? I don't think I sing about loss as much as I sing about love. Because you'd prefer to keep optimistic. Yeah. Okay. I tend... 
to dwell. So I'd rather dwell on the love part than the sad part. Although I do know that it's weirdly the same feeling. Very similar, very thin line between both experiences and the intensity is the same. But I don't know, recently I haven't really, I've maybe in the future I will, but right now I'm not really looking into like loss. Are you in love, love right now? Oh, of course. Yes, I am. Okay. So are you, is your new music? Mm. <laughs> Defined by your current experiences? No. Oh, no, um, these experiences will come in some album. Though. Somewhere. Eh, that's how it happens. Uh, with Passion. Mm-hmm. All the songs in Passion are love songs. I released Passion in like the heaviest breakup, breakup I had at that time. I was like, I just, I had been in like the thickest breakup. And that's when I wrote all those songs. And they're all love songs. And they're all very deep. And they're all very meaningful. But then that's not really where I was at in life when I wrote those songs. But that's what came out of me in those periods of time. Yeah, I I can relate to that 100%. I feel like that's how depression works. Because how I... I realized the pain of like a breakup after mm. close to three years. Mm. And then what happened was every day at the same time around 6 p.m. my tears, my eyes could bring tears mm. just randomly at the same time. Whenever I am just alone in a space. Mm. Then it kept for a week. I was like, but this is a pattern. Like mm. how 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 is it possible that it's very consistent that I don't have so much power over it? I'm mm-hmm. going to feel like this every time I isolate myself. Mm. So I felt the things I was supposed to feel three years back after some time. Literal. Because then the memories were the same, the feeling was the same, the feelings yeah. were the same, the person, stuff like that. Yeah. So I totally, totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, have you answered how you handle adversity? Yeah. I feel like that was the question, the follow-up question to that. Then. How does, what do you understand love and how does it shape your outlook on life in general? But how do you understand it? How do I understand what? Love. How do you define it personally? Is it like God uh, do everything I've asked you to do so that you get <laughs> to the promised land? Mm. You also said you're very spiritual if you... Yeah. yeah. I'm very spiritual, but not religious. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a very big difference. You listen to your thoughts, right? And connect okay. with yourself. Yes, of course. Okay. Although I do obviously believe in God and... There's religious aspects of my spirituality, but I wouldn't say I'm like a religious person. Yeah, person. yeah. but you believe in God and oh, you know that there's a superpower out there yeah, responsible for evolution. Yeah. yeah, I understand all of that too and believe in it too. Um, love is hard for me to define. Honestly, I usually just say God is love because mm-hmm. God is hard to define too. <laughs> I feel like it's, yeah, it's a boundless... And and it's beyond my own understanding too, because we have limited understanding as human beings, especially in this specific presentation, the way we are right now. I feel like our understanding of a lot of the things like spirituality and just understanding the bigger abstract concepts in life are just some 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 things are beyond our understanding and i feel like love is among those things that it just happens right like yeah it's beyond words yeah 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 what is your favorite thing about being an r&b artist expression i like that i'm able to express myself as dramatically as i want Uh yeah what does self-expression though how does that help you live through your days like the fact that you can easily also put your vulnerability out there right Mm. for us to understand that oh man she's like a lover girl she's Mm. been heartbroken maybe if i listen to like a song of yours and that's out there right Mm. um 
in machine language and in machine learning though you the more amount of data you have on something the more easier it is for you to manipulate it mm-hmm. right so the fact that you love self expressing yourself through your music and probably your platforms how does that affect you how do you feel about that really the fact that uh, yeah i can understand the person you are by just listening to you um for me the way it affects me is um mentally and spiritually mm-hmm. i feel like it gives me peace of mind yeah helps keep my mental health in check makes me feel things hard even if i'm just singing makes me feel hard it makes me feel like it's something i got off my chest something that i got off my mind or the gift of expression i find it a gift because very few people have the language to express themselves and not to say like english or whatever i mean like literally like they don't know what they're feeling why they're feeling what they're feeling they can't describe it they they don't have the tools to be able to you know really speak their minds and i feel like the fact that i do i don't take it lightly it i really see the benefits of it just mentally spiritually as a human being being able to know what you're feeling how to express what you're feeling share what you're feeling i feel like that's a huge thing yeah do you feel like this also helps you connect to your fans oh for sure and for the most part like i'm not i'm not very social like on i just i'm right now i'm trying to be a bit more social online mm-hmm. but for the most part i love to let my songs kind of speak for me and touch people the way i'm more expressive with my music than i am with, online okay basically so like it's it's harder for me to like let's say fully bond with someone like via text like oh da 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 da, da compared to if i'm just singing a love song that i sent to you and i'm like first check this out you know so it's like essentially i love speaking to people through my music and showing them how so it like if they were friend right mm-hmm. and we have this this thing going on like check on each other text so if i like text you and it would be much more easier for you to send back a voice note singing <laughs> <laughs> not that deep okay but it's that deep, <laughs> <laughs> that deep. No. <laughs> i mean like as a whole like yeah like, i got that like I was really people, just if it's on a, like one on one thing <laughs> <laughs> but as a yeah. whole i like to reach more people through my music uh-huh. than through like social media antics uh-huh. yeah but i know i do know it goes hand in hand and i'm starting to find a new appreciation for social media so yeah it's a skill essentially that i feel like certain people have and if you can apply it in certain areas some people are better expressing themselves in certain mediums compared yeah. to others and i feel like that's a dope thing so in your journey mm. What have you learned? Mm. <laughs> as no, what has been challenging as an artist so far? What has been challenging? Uh you could look first of all the industry is big, right? Mm. It's also the music, the Hollywood industry, it's where you belong, the singing, mm. the film and it's it's so it's very easy to get exploited, right? this is in business sense in the sexual sense because you're a very pretty woman mm-hmm. and uh there's there's a chance that people will take advantage of that for you to get your way mm-hmm. so yeah what has been your experience like through your journey and what have been the challenges you have faced as you see like that just doesn't have to be like that that general thing like a me to campaign like oh yes men are bad and what not the mm-hmm. producers what not but mm-hmm. like genuinely to you what is the challenge you feel like okay this is a breaker so like the most important lesson you've learned in in terms of the challenge um 
So I ask about the challenge or the lesson from the challenge? The lesson from like you have to like expound it like that. Yeah. Like the challenge first and the lesson you've learned from that. Like yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> challenge. Honestly, I want I don't want to I do understand there are very many challenges in the industry, especially when you're coming up. But so far, so far, honestly, I can't complain. Honestly, I feel like even the way I've approached it, the things I want to achieve, Mm -hmm. it's not by going about it certain ways. Like I've taken my time. I things like getting exploited. I don't like rushing into things. I'm very patient. I'm not like. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm I'm very I take my time with my art, with the things I do, with the decisions I make. So a lot of the times and I'm a thinker, like I really think and I reflect. So to be exploited is a very hard one for me because I'm kind of awake. <laughs> like I'm very awake. If it's not now, then it's tomorrow and I'll still check you on that. You get so I feel like um that's not really been a thing for me, but it has reminded me essentially to keep on being that way, to keep on being patient. Because I've seen bullets that I've dodged, some serious bullets I've dodged just based on like, and of which to many people, the choices I make don't always make the most sense. Because it's like everyone thinks the full mainstream thing by all means, you know, going mainstream by all means is essentially the way to go. Of which I'm not knocking down any answer, so do what you must. But for me, with my sound, I've been trying to make it a bit more, to take my time with it, to really organically build the people that like it, expand on the audience I already have mm-hmm. organically. Sorry. Um, expand on the audience I already have organically without necessarily um, looking for like a shortcut or yeah. like... Um, if opportunities come, they come. I'm not stepping on anyone's head to get, to get somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. You get, yeah. So most of the You know, desperate about this, right? Yes, you essentially. Of the whole process. Yeah. And you're not really looking out for the outcome. Because mm-hmm. okay. this is, in my head, this is a life thing. You get, yeah. I plan on being a creative my whole life. So it's not something that like, oh my gosh, it has happened right. Like everything has to happen right now. This Things are going to be happening for my whole life. Like, so it's not something that I believe in abundance, basically. I believe in abundance and that what's yours will find you. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So that's really what keeps me grounded and dope, keeps man. my head on my shoulders. Yeah. Really dope. It's really dope. I like I'm starting to fall in love with your mind. Mm. What's your most favorite thing about life? My most favorite thing about life. Wow. I don't know. That's that's a tricky one. There's so many. There has to be one thing. <laughs> I was going to say love. I feel like essentially love applies to everything. Mm-hmm. Whether it's platonic, whether it's, you know, there's agape love. There's all different types of love. And I feel like without love, really, <laughs> is life really worth it's not. it's not. I don't know. I agree. <laughs> so the, the ability yeah. to love and to also learn. Yes, the ability to love and to learn because you can always wake up and learn something any day. And the, day, the day, exactly. That part too. So just the ability to love, learn, and unlearn. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty dope. So yeah. that's like your biggest fear. I keep overcoming them, so I don't even know. How do you overcome your fears? Oh, I just dive in. Like, I get agitated from fearing something too much. It just makes me do it. Like, if it's not life-threatening, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What is my biggest fear? I don't know. I also think I, I don't, don't know my biggest fear. I don't I don't know. But let me think about my biggest fear. 
I think running out of money. Mm. My biggest fear. Mm, I've run out of money before. And I, I run fine. out of money a lot. I, I probably could go into my trading link right now and run, lose all my money. But I'm saying like, even the options, even having the capacity to like think the next day on how to get money. Mm. I never want to lose that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I have lost so much uh, in terms of love. I've been heartbroken and mm. I've given up. Mm. But the one thing that stays as a constant is if you can feed yourself, right? Mm. You can live through everything else. But if you can't, then I don't know how to live like that. I guess. I mean, when you put it like that, I guess it's not having options. Yeah. So that is like my biggest fear, not having options. Yeah. Because even with the, the, I do so many things, like so many things. So it's very hard for me to run out of options. If I'm not singing, I'm crafting. If I'm not crafting, I'm doing... Crafting? What do you mean? Crafting, like rings. I, I do jewelry and stuff. I have like a jewelry line. Sorry. How come you don't have any on you? It's actually just today, you know. I was kind of running late, so... Uh, I... Oh, yeah, but I've seen you at the launch of October 1st. Yeah. There's a lot going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I usually walk around everywhere. Yeah. Oh, nice yeah. But, um, yeah, crafting. Oh, I do, that's I... interesting. You're so plain for someone who crafts. Trust, I know. But I actually normally have, like, my fingers are usually filled with rings. Yeah. But um, if it's not crafting, then it's art therapy. I do art therapy as well. well what's art therapy? Like painting? Yes, painting, but also with the therapy. It's like essentially... about that? So I get clients that are coming to, you know, introspect mm. or relieve stress or just experience something different. And I create these packages. I create the different packages. So if you're coming one time, if you want like more than once, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for the first package, it's a one-time thing. You're just coming for the day. So I curate an art project that uh, we'll be doing together as we talk about whatever it is that's stressing you. So like, there's usually a form that's filled before you come that lets me know exactly what it is you want to discuss. And that's what I use to the base the project off of. So certain projects are tailored to like either make you talk more or less or get more into your head or more out of your head. You know, the different types of art projects that really um, bring out different elements of how you think. So that's really how I curate them. And yeah. Oh, wow. And they make the art project and it's abstract. That's really so you don't really need to know how to, you don't need to have a background in art or anything because it's abstract art and you you put the meaning to it. So every color means something. Every, the thing as a whole could mean something to you. And I have to it. I need to do one. <laughs> so simple. a one-time session um, is 150. Mm -hmm. And the other packages come with more things. So there's usually tea and like uh, snacks as we're doing this. Uh, with the other packages. Where do you do this from? Do you, can you find me in my space? Yes, I can. I can come to you or you can come to me. But coming to you is more expensive. Okay. So it, it, it ups up the price because of transport and things like that. So if you're coming to me, that's 150 How long are the sessions? The sessions are an hour. One hour. Okay. Yeah. So, so far, so good. I've had a, a number of clients, actually. A bunch of them are repeat clients. And many of them came when they were very skeptical because I had to first educate my clients. Like it wasn't a thing thing. So I had to first educate people. Yeah, this on is what the first time was. I'm hearing. Really? It's actually very wholesome. It's such a wholesome experience because we meditate even in the beginning. It's a whole thing. So yeah, it's just very to just clear your mind, get yourself out of your mind, create a piece of time where you're just not engaged too engaged in whatever it is you have to do just free your mind okay yeah okay and then if it's not that then i do so many things 
I do public health as well. I have, I mean, I have a master's in public health. So I like, I use that for the art therapy first and then also other like more corporate type situations that I'm looking at. So it's like, I'm really looking at different fields of, of, of work every other day. So it's not really just music, but um, I would say I'm passionate about all of them, honestly. Yeah. That's why I'm doing all of them. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. What's your biggest hope for the future? My biggest? Hope. Oh, well, whose future? Mine or the world? Or Let's start with yours. Um, my biggest hope that I'm happy. That Do I you remain that, happy though? and abandoned. Happiness means. Uh, it's, first of all, it's very fleeting for you to want that to be. That's true. Yeah. But um, for lack of a better word, I would say happy. But let me just say that I'm aware of the abundance in my life. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I pray that I don't, I hope that I don't lose the ability to see how blessed and highly favored I am. So you yeah. count your blessings. Oh, for sure. Every day. For sure. For sure. Gratefulness. Yes. Yeah. That's the word. It's really the must, right? Gratitude. Yes. Like, yeah. You have to be grateful as yes. every single day. Mm-hmm. What do you think about contentment? Are you contented in a world that has... Now, first of all, you're like... Uh, you're in a very, very interesting industry with the music mm. where it's, you have to keep up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've, you don't I've, have to, but. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like an industry standard. Like, it's how you're going to sell, you have to do, you, you almost have to do things you don't even like, but because you have to do them, mm. where you almost like have to keep up, right? Mm. it's trend after trend then you have to do so much even things that are against what you really believe in i also don't know what what your beliefs are Mm. but yeah like how do you manage to be how do you manage to practice contentment and not get taken away and yeah not want to it's too much really I don't know if contentment is the word because I feel like too much contentment stunts your growth. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should challenge yourself to do things you don't like every now and then, obviously within uh, the range of reason, depending on who you are. But um, I would say it goes back to gratitude if you are grateful for what you have and you're focused on what you have rather than what you do not, then automatically your life is a is a more sunny, sunny paradise rather than always looking over your shoulder, trying to compare it to the next thing. I feel like we'll always have, you can manifest, keep in mind, and also you can also admire people Mm -hmm. there's admiration where something happens to someone and you're like damn that's really good i'd like that to happen to me that's different than saying that man i deserve this more or like feeling sorry for myself that damn why isn't it me you get essentially if you come from a place of abundance and uh, gratitude yeah Whatever is yours will find you. You can literally manifest what you want. I can sleep there and say, Do you know what? I'm getting a Grammy. I want a Grammy. I'm going to get it. And it will happen. <laughs> so essentially, it's about that type of faith in yourself too. Yeah. Just knowing that faith in yourself and God. Because if you know that, you know what? If I put my request out there and I put my whole focus and might on this, then... What's stopping it from happening? It's already done. The fact that it's a seed planted in your head, it's already yours. There's something my mom likes telling me that you don't get dream, you don't get um not dreams when you sleep, but dreams like aspirations by accident. You don't want things by accident, like in your mind. It's mm-hmm. something that you're drawn to for a reason. And 
that's something you shouldn't ignore. So focus on why, focus on how you can get that in your life without compromising or making everything else in your life look less than. Because if you're really fighting for this thing that someone else has, how are you going to really like appreciate what you have? Like, how are you going to sit down and be like, you know what, damn, I'm really making moves. Like, shit, did you see this happen? This happened. Instead of like being like, oh, but I saw the other person doing this and I saw them doing that. So essentially it's just being grateful having faith in yourself and believing in abundance. I, that's literally, I feel like abundance, that's my mantra for me. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that I will always have an overflow. My cup will always be full, overflowing. I'm blessed and highly favored. What's mine is mine. Yeah. I wouldn't term it as contentment though. Okay. Yeah. Are you... Yeah. So, it's time to ask. And some question, I guess. What question? The one I just answered. <laughs> <laughs> like how? I don't actually remember the question. Neither do I. Mm. There's about contentment. Like how do you mm-hmm. live in the world? How do you practice being contented? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've lost everything. Yeah. I, the things that made so much sense to me at some point in life, I have lost them Mm. over such simple or reckless decisions, right? Like I've probably said something to someone I loved so much and that's why we broke up Mm. because I was angry and in the moment I said something that's stupid. So the fact that that can just lead to that, you can just lose. I take everything as vanity, right? Like, mm. yeah, there's. I constantly practice to detach mm. from even the things that I like. Because I also feel like I'm like you, like I'm an empath. I love people. Mm. I can only be in a relationship to like be in a thing. It's, it's not like the vibe, like my boys and stuff like that. So... When all that happens, whenever maybe I try to pursue something more in a relationship and it fails, then I have to do it again. I end up it's it's practice to me just feeling like, okay. Like 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 you just said, like what's yours is yours and what's yours, you just mm-hmm. try and feel. But also because because of that, I spent some time on the street. Mm-hmm. So that taught me that life is as fleeting as mm-hmm. It's such a roller coaster until it drops, right? Mm. Like you don't know what's going to happen next, regardless, right? Like mm-hmm. the pretty girl you want from the bar can make you sick in a minute, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 at the back of my mind. Also, it's an experience. I just don't want to say it. An experience of how my mom passed on really keeps yeah, sure. in my mind mm-hmm. so much. So things like that, but person when I was four years, so I don't, I didn't literally experience her. Yes, but then I know the story, so I'm like, okay, there's also this. So I feel like that then defines how I take everything. I also live in the moment, really. I'm such an optimistic person yeah. with my team, with like I'm the guy that got whole to fix something, even though they know I have no clue about it. Mm. All my friends, like it's going to be that and family as well. Right? If say my dad has a function and there's like hiccups here and there and there, there's something they don't see, somehow I'll be the number they'll call and be like, okay, we have this challenge, but you'll solve it. And with that, it gets solved, right? Mm. So, yeah, I, I feel like I diverted away from like that. Yeah, it's that, okay, I do that a lot. <laughs> and now I've got the question, but yes, yes, yes. So, contentment, mm-hmm. how do you? Yeah, that's how I handle it. Okay. Uh, by practicing detachment and also just using my failures. Like, I feel like even this thing, right? I am very intentional about it to the core, but I know at the back of my mind, I could fail. Like, mm. I keep that in my mind every day. Like, okay, like, who could make, I could wake up five years from now and I'm totally doing something else. Mm. But however, I want to do this for life, right? I'm creating for life. It's just, I'll keep. Different ways. Exactly. Mm-hmm, same. Yes, just that. Yeah. Uh, usually I end the podcast by asking people what kind of legacy they're trying to leave behind. 
Legacy of love. What's your best food? <laughs> That's random. Um, my best food. Do I have a best food? I get I get tired of my best food, so I don't know if it's my best food still. Uh-huh. It's a tricky one. Is there a food that you like whatever time of day, every other day? I would I eat know. rice, I think, I get any tired other day. Of whatever I like after some time with the food. Yeah, but it's like a thing. Uh, I ate masala chips from CJ's. I feel like I would oh, eat I like them. masala chips. Yeah. But I also, if I ate them like for a week, I would get tired. Get, yeah, I, I hear that. I feel like... I don't know which meal I could just like. There's this question of like, what if you had one food, like obviously your best food to eat for like the rest of your life? What would you choose? I think I would eat rice, really. Rice? Yeah, without a problem. That's dry rice. I know it has to be fried at least for the very least. But for the rest of your days, you'd pick rice. Yeah. Oh, no, like food or under sauce. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'd eat chicken, I think. No, chicken. I'd eat chicken. I guess it's rice. I'd eat chicken. I'd eat chicken. Okay. My answer, like the one the one I want to say, that mm. is what I'll choose to eat for the rest of my life. You get bored at some point. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I would definitely. I really get bored. Yeah, so that, unless you have a question. No, I'm good. I'm... Thank you for... Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you Keep doing what you do, really. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Listening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>